You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent, listener-supported radio. I'm back, back in the New York Brian, we're good sons, aren't we? Um, I guess. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I think I'm a, I guess I'm a good son. I try. I mean, well. I, I want have siblings to be. who make me look good. Yeah. I think. <laughs> That's better. That's easier, maybe. I don't know. Well, I ask you that question, Brian, because I I recall, and I'd be interested to know if you remember this at all, but I very early on in our friendship, so we're talking like both of us are, you know, 14, 15 years old or something like that. I remember you saying, talking about a discussion you were having with your mother where your mother had sort of accused you of loving her, but not liking her. And that really stuck in my head when you said it at that age, because my mother said the same thing to me. I think that's an accurate assessment about how I feel about my mother. (laughs) Uh, And a lot of times in my life, I think it's fair to say that's how my mother has felt about me. fact i've often felt that way that i know she loves me but i don't think she particularly likes me (laughs) (laughs) my sense of humor she finds maybe off-putting other qualities i have that don't pass muster but that's interesting i mean i because i'm her child (laughs) i think my mother loves me so much that she can't even consider whether or not she likes me. It's very overwhelming. Right. Anyway, I, I bring I, this... My mom can can dislike her children. And right. I think feel okay with it, too. She can be like, no, I don't like that one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, just from knowing your mother, too, because I think, at least from my experiences with her, I think she considers her not liking one of you to be your problem. Right. It is. Yeah. yeah. You're not being very likable. Right. Yeah. Which I deeply admire. Right. Yeah. I can respect it. Yeah. Anyway, I bring this up because, Brian, I love and always will love the Giants, but I do not like them. Ah, that's a good, that's well put. That's well said. Thank you. I dislike them a lot. Yeah. 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 I was going to say watching Monday Night Football last night was the most numb I've ever been watching a Giants game. Like I, I truly yeah. did not care if they won or lost that game. I learned, I like the game showed me nothing. It meant nothing to me. I don't care that it was the chiefs and they played them close. I didn't think they were ever going to win at, at no point. did I think they were going to win the game. I watched it. Like that could have been Bengals Titans. Right. And like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Football was on my TV. I'll watch it. The Manning brothers are funny. And I like watching them. And it, it like the fact that it was the Giants changed nothing about the experience of watching it. I just sat there and it was a it was a television show on TV. I think it's a great description of what happened. I don't know that I've been on my phone that as much during a Giants game as I was last night. Yeah, no, absolutely totally. It's just this game is nothing. Yeah. This means nothing. I don't I'm not invested in anybody on the field. 
or on the sidelines or it is just total numbness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll always love them with all my heart and soul yeah. because they are my child and I am theirs, but I do not like them at all. I don't like the players. I don't like the coaches. I don't like anyone. Yeah. I hate the owners. Yeah. Just everybody go away. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I like, I mean, right. Like people who can get into the minutia of like the giants right now, like, God bless you. Like, I just like, what? I don't know. They stink. They stunk again last night. <laughs> like, what are you watching? What are you looking for? What's, and you know what the worst is, man? Like everything you're hearing, like the whispers, like there's no, you know, you were kind of hoping, you know, maybe this season's going to be such a disaster and uh, that'll, like, that's just, it's already clear that that's not happening. You know, like, I was reading J- Jordan Renan, like, still talking about whether or not Dave Gettleman, <laughs> like, there's some rumors that the Giants have, like, sort of started looking at, at GM candidates. Like, you guys are, like, you haven't even made that decision yet. Right, know, like, right. <laughs> I don't know. It's just insane. I wonder, too, if sort of looking at GM candidates means that John Mara had lunch with Kevin Abrams, like, in the team cafeteria or whatever. Like, that was his search. Right. Or, like, they're going to bring in one whoever they talked to last time who they liked the most. Like, everything is always preordained. Like, it sounds like they've already made a decision that, like, Joe Judge is coming back. Like, Daniel Jones is getting signed to an extension. Like those decisions are already locked in. So you're just like, do, do the results matter? Like, can anything happen that will change the, <laughs> the course of the franchise? Like nothing, seemingly nothing will course correct. So it's just like, what do I, what am I, what do I'm doing? Right. And it's John Mara has to feel that things are moving in the right direction. And that's, what he's looking for. I mean, how does it feel, John? How does it feel? (laughs) Right. What are you seeing that looks positive? Like, what do you take? What's a positive of the Giants? Two and five. Two and six. Two and six start. Excuse me. Like, what? what's the silver lining? <laughs> I know. what. Look, Anna, that's a good question. What is the silver lining? I'm not sure. That we drafted Kadarius Tony. I guess. Right. He's pretty good. Yeah. Right. Cool. Andrew Thomas is maybe okay. Although, you know, it's like, I don't know. He might not be any good. He's now hurt. Right. He's on IR. Daniel Jones has, like, shown you something, I guess. Something. Not right, sort technically, of. not literally nothing, but not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Not done. And like you were saying, Ralph Acchiano is sort of reporting that they're already thinking about extending him early. Right. Like after this year, before you have to. Why I would mean, you like, do that? Freaking Dak Prescott had to like sweat <laughs> it out. <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> I know. He's so good. The I bet you John Mara owns a cat and tells all of his friends that his cat has the personality of a dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's who he is. That's who John Mara is. I'm sorry. That's who he is. That's what Daniel Jones is. Daniel Jones is a cat with a dog personality. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's so true. You don't like it. 
And somebody trying to convince you of something, and you're like, no, it's a cat. I don't right. like cats. Right. No, no, it's not one of those cats. This is a good one. This is like one of those fun cats. Nah, yeah, nah. you're going you're gonna to love this cat. I'll drown it, okay? Right, I don't like it. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, God almighty. Here, can I give you a, a Joe Judge quote from last night? I, I just yeah. feel like, too... We either need to not talk about the Giants on the Giants Among Men podcast, or we need to put the pedal to the metal with our disdain for them. Like, I can't. Right. We can't sit here and try to be neutral, try to have a normal conversation, right, just discuss right. the Giants like they're a fridge. We either have to avoid the topic <laughs> of politics at Thanksgiving. We got to avoid the topic altogether, or we got to, right. like, war. Let's go. Right. You know? Or get into it. Yeah. yeah, right. Here's a Joe Judge. We wanted to play on our terms tonight, and for the most part, we did. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? You lost. What does that mean? <laughs> what were your terms? Oh, my God. To put on the most boring, uninspiring, <laughs> uncreative display of football anyone's ever oh seen? God. Oh my god. Yeah, just forget it. I mean, you know, I don't know. Like, right. But here's the Chiefs. You know, I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan, right? Like, that was not, you cannot be feeling good. That was, no. that, was a, that was a loss. Like, that was like, oh my god. We can barely beat the Giants? We can't even embarrass <laughs> the Giants on Monday Night Football? Like, so true. At home? We can't go out and put a beating on the freaking Giants? <laughs> We're talking about the Super Bowl. I mean, geez, what was wrong with the Chiefs? Like, they did not look impressive. No, I know. And they rightfully got roasted for that, like, sort of phony trick play that they ran at the goal line where Travis Kelsey, like, the risk-reward of Travis Kelsey throwing a behind-the-back no-look pass to a moving Patrick Mahomes just for that to be the rest of the play like right. just the risk what was the deception like right right that's so true right it was such an unnecessarily fancy pitch back like right he should have faked it and then run with it or something yeah i mean I, yeah you're right that was like but into their in defense they're probably like giants are idiots this will right fair fool these fools i don't know <laughs> Also, uh, let's talk about the the headphone malfunctions. Right, I haven't been. I've missed that. So I was. I'll te- I'll tell you. I was flying home during the game, so I watched some of it on the plane. <laughs> then I watched a little bit more of it on while I was waiting for my bag at baggage claim. They had the game on in, in JFK Airport, and then I did watch all the second half at home because it, it kind of worked out. I mean, so I miss the headset, but I saw something about it on Twitter. Talk about the seventh circle of hell. <laughs> Watching the 2021 New York Giants while standing at a baggage check at literally <laughs> any of the New York area airports has to be utter hell. I know. With my exhausted children. <laughs> oh, God. Long, long day of kidding, Who are both with full candy bags. That they are not not responsibly managing the <laughs> <laughs> intake of that candy. What you know, Halloween, man. 
so why do we do this to ourselves? Like, what's your what's your Halloween candy regulation? Like, I, I just am like, it's Halloween. We just handed this child a bag full of candy. I'm mostly like, I'm like, eat the candy. Eat If you puke, you puke. Eat as much. Like, I just, I'm not here to spend my days. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? If we're going to be regulating the intake of this candy, then let's cancel this holiday. <laughs> Stop giving it out <laughs> such massive amounts. Right. What are we doing? So I, I, there's no regulation. Just eat it. Eat the candy until you feel sick. And it's up to you. And so now you have what, like a decade of parenting experience now or nine years or what? Nine years, nine oh. and plus. Okay. Yes. So how has that strategy worked out? I think okay. Okay. There's been no, you know, pooped pants or... <laughs> they Did they ever vomit. puke, either one of them? No. Yeah. No. Do they always finish all the candy? No. In fact, I end up eating quite a bit of candy every Halloween. Then, number one, I would say, then it's fine. You know, what's my strategy? It's, it's very similar. You know, first of all, I'm glad you asked this, Brian, because yeah, we've discussed this a little bit offline, but this is a new era of the Giants Among Men podcast right now. Uh, you know, we are, I think you and I are going to start to share a little bit more of ourselves as right. humans, you know? Some would say less is more in the human world, but we're going to give more <laughs> of ourselves here in the human world. Right. Okay. And so, so this is I, like the scene to so this episode is the scene in like private parts where Howard Stern decides that he has to like kind of go for it. You yes. Know, and, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he turns to Robin or whatever and starts mixing it up with her. That's right. Yeah. Right. We are Robin Quivers now, Brian. <laughs> so, so I, I have an addiction. I have a serious problem with addiction and I am addicted to chocolate. I, Brian, I can't control myself around chocolate. I just really? can't. Yo, can't. I can't have it around. You probably don't even notice, but like, you know, over the last year or two, as you know, my family has been lucky enough to be invited up to your family's cabin up in the Catskills. You guys have hosted us. You know, you guys host us several times a year. It's, it's lovely. We always have a great time. You have had Hershey bars up there for s'more making. <laughs> They are no. You can't make s'mores up there, Brian, because I have slowly eaten all of your Hershey bars secretly that no one's even known about. You it. are secretly eating the Hershey bars. <laughs> did you Did you guys notice they were gone? I've totally noticed that, and always then you know the kids being like, they're like, "What? We don't have any left." I'm like, "You guys ate it all," and they're accusing me of eating it all. <laughs> no, I ate it. Good. I, I ate them. This is, I had no idea. This is like actually discovering that you were secretly like doing cocaine while we were up there. Like, <laughs> I had no idea that you had this problem. Well, look, to be fair, I don't, wasn't necessarily hiding it. Like, I think anyone who was looking at me would see that I was eating Hershey's. I wasn't like sneaking down in the middle of the night uh, and like <laughs> eating them in the dark kitchen. Okay. So you like, were eating them in plain sight. You weren't necessarily smuggling them. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. It's just nobody, you know. Yeah, just... I mean, I'm not keeping track of your chocolate <laughs> intake. <laughs> right. As I said, I'm not even doing it for my kids, so I'm certainly not doing it for you. Well, right. 
Oh, I didn't realize this was a family controversy. <laughs> I've, I've created. It's definitely come up. What happened to the Hershey's? <laughs> didn't we have a bunch of them? Yeah, I thought we did. Ah. Well, next time we come up, I'm bringing all kinds of Hershey's. A lot of chocolate okay. coming up. But anyway, well, see, I feel bad. I thought they were there because no one even, you know, because I saw them there all the time. So I was just like, I guess they don't eat these. I'll have one. <laughs> No, we keep having to replenish them, obviously. Because... <laughs> right. <laughs> You're making your way through them. Of course. <laughs> right. Right, because it is months between times I go up there, so probably. Right. Right. Restocked. Right. No, it's for me, in my mind, it's just, oh, no, they're still here. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. Oh, so Halloween. So, yeah, I have a big problem with chocolate. I really, I'm not good about having it around and i pretty much agree with you like we tell Haley that there's a restriction just so that she's not eating it with total impunity i think she would not be like your kids i think she'd be like a labrador and she'd just eat herself to death uh if given the option but you know i'm working from home today nicole's working from home today it's election day we're recording this on election day she came up to me like three or four times during the day and said she was hungry. And I told her, just go get your Halloween candy. You know, just, right. I don't, you know, I, I, we don't also don't have a working refrigerator. We do now. It just got fixed, but so there's just not nothing to give her. Just go ahead and eat it. And I just look, I think that if your kids aren't making themselves sick with it and they're not finishing all of it, then yeah, you probably got it right. Cause you're avoiding a fight with them. And like, make yourself sick. I, I don't know. Like if, if you can't regulate, yourself out of diarrhea like that's your problem <laughs> like if you can't get a sense of when you're starting to feel like you've had too much candy like doesn't the, the don't you get like some internal cues like well they like will a kid sit there and eat candy until their own death or like what are we trying to prevent like a lifetime of of overweightness or gluttony or maybe momentary sickness or what is the what is the life? Why am I fighting my, a child who's eating too much candy the day after Halloween? What am I trying to prevent? That's, I guess. It's a very valid question. What are you trying? Yeah, I guess general gluttony. I don't know. But like they're going to be overweight in life because no. they like couldn't. It's like a, it, that's this. Then they this cascading effect of like unhealth. Right. Maybe not. Eat the whole bag. What, what are we doing? And, you know, people like the whole like the kids, I've read that it doesn't it doesn't make them hyperactive. It doesn't affect their behavior. That's like a myth. Sugar, you mean? Yeah. That could easily be a myth. I, I get it. I, I sort of agree with you. I think, right, if you if like I very consciously try to cut back on the amount of times per week I try to control my child. Right. Because I think that's a big sticking point between us. So I think you're right. If the fight's not required, a fight's not required. And, right, I also think, I don't even know. You know, your wife actually says, used to say something, you know, she'd be talking about, well, now I'm worried. (laughs) I'm worried I started a story I don't want to finish, but... It's not appropriate for even the new and improved giants among them. Well, you know, it's (laughs) 
it just involves people that I have no business talking about, I guess. Right, okay. In a, in a public fashion. But to a certain extent, just people are how they are. You know, it's not because you are making them that. I mean, you know, there are ways in which we are molding our children. But I do think how many people in this world can sit there and eat a whole bag of chips, feel disgusting, wake up the next day, and choose consciously to do it again? Right. Uh, yeah, I do feel like kids, we have much less control over who they are and how they become than we think. Like, I do feel like you will arrive on Earth more more molded than, than people give credit for. Um, and it's not to say that I, like, let my kids do whatever they want, because I don't at all. Um, but I do feel like with Comes to Halloween specifically... Like, I'm not, like, candy whenever you want it every second. Although I am way too lenient with my kids and sweets in general. But, like, either cancel this holiday <laughs> or just give it, allow it to be what it is. Like, this is a ridiculous amount of candy. Go ahead and go crazy. It's one day a year. Like, I just, why are we doing this to ourselves? It's almost like a self-punish, a self-flagellation to, like, force on you this, like nightmare of oh, you can't no not too much candy how are they gonna not have too much candy right sent them outside to everybody they know and they came back with a giant bag with 200 pieces of candy and now you're like easy does it on the candy <laughs> no that's a great point it's like taking an alcoholic to a bar and ordering like a giant pitcher of beer or like how would you react if you went to Thanksgiving dinner and someone told you, watch your calories here? Right. <laughs> you know? right. It's Thanksgiving. Right. Right. Yeah, and the table is true. set with all your favorites. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? right. Right. But moderate yourself. Right. Not yet. Not, don't, yeah. No seconds right. on the stuffing, Brian. Like, right. no, screw you. Then, right. Then let's not have a hub. Why are we all eating together? Why are we doing this? Today's <laughs> right. the day. Right. <laughs> I agree. I agree. All right. Sold. Halloween. Kids. Go for it. Go for it. If you take it from us. (laughs) If you shit your pants, you shit your pants. All right. Like then you'll, then you'll be able to decide. All right. Last year I shit myself this year. (laughs) I'm going to avoid that. And at least it's because you ate too much candy and not some other thing. Like, right. worse. You're not going to die. Or it's not going to change your life inalterably. Like, you'll be able to rein it in at some point, I trust. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right, so speaking of shitting your pants, let's just wrap, put a bow on the Giants. <laughs> right, who get no Halloween candy. I hope no. they get no trick-or-treating. Uh, a bunch of coal in their bags. Or is that Santa Claus? Who cares? Right, that's Christmas. Uh, all right. So yeah, the, the whole headset deal is, you know how we call, it seems like Joe Judge can't wait to call timeout at the beginning of a half or a game so that we have no timeouts at the points of the games if we need it. Right. So he said last night that that is happening due to headset malfunctions and it's happened at every game this year, both at home and away. So every single game he's had to burn a timeout or every time he's done this, it's because he's having headset problems that would appear to be so okay and what's people's reaction to this that this is a lie or that (laughs) 
I mean, right. It's not even, I mean, that's my reaction. Certainly. That's a lie. Like that is a lie. You're a liar. That's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) That's number one. Number two, just, I don't know. I think the reaction is just like, that's not even the point. Like who cares? Right. Whatever. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I guess I could gin up some outrage about it, but no. Also, are we sure they're malfunctions or is Daniel Jones just like, I'm not calling that play. Right. I can't hear you. I don't know what to say. <laughs> right. Right. It is, I agree with you. It's also like, it's not a defense of anything. Like, it's just like, you're, you've been really bad. You have not managed games well. You have not managed the clock well. You have not managed fourth down well. You have provided no value to this team. <laughs> franchise. Right. Um, I feel bad about it. I, I like, I, I, you know, I wanted to like Joe Judge. Um, I wish he was doing a great job, and that would be really exciting, and we would all feel good about him. Because um, he's got a little something, but boy, does it wear thin, man, when you're two and six and going nowhere, and and you got to listen to him. Oh my God, it's brutal. I mean, yeah. I, I also saw him. He was yelling at somebody when they came off the field last night, and I was just like, "Shut up." <laughs> he's not even yelling at me but just like go away yeah right I, I right and that's the whole thing when you don't when you have that attitude and you don't turn something around right like wouldn't you be that's what i would be like if i was like just shut up right like go how fix you your stop, headsets right go fix your headsets stop burning timeouts and keep <laughs> moments in the game and like costing us the, like three games this year with your poor decision making I feel like the two-minute drill at the end of the half last night is what should be on the gravestone of this Giants team. The uh, At the end of the first half? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of missed it. I think I was like... Like, the summary of it is basically like they got a break, then they had a nice play, then it looked like something could happen, and then they it seemed as though they screwed it up so badly it was almost intentional that they screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> then they got somehow got lucky again and then screwed it up and then took a knee and that was it like it was unreal it's i will i don't even want to go through the play-by-play of it but it was flabbergasting right. <laughs> yeah i don't know i just feel like the thing about judge is is uh, the giants are not a good team they don't have a great roster they are poorly run but I think they are good enough that a good coach would have them at like four and four. And yeah. I think he has not done anything no. to help or make you confident that he's the guy going forward. And like the giants are probably going to keep him around. And it's based all on like, like, I don't know if you read that piece, there was a piece that I was cited before about that Jordan Renan wrote, but it was like, again, with, you know, how important continuity is. And I guess John Mara has, has told confidants that he regrets giving up on Ben McAdoo too early. Oh, you know, (laughs) Ben McAdoo, who, by the way, like, where's he? He's in Dallas actually, but he's not even a coordinator. That's the point. He's not even a coordinator in the league anymore. Right. Like, no, it's not like everybody was beating down our door to be like, we got to get Ben McAdoo in there. So, um, you know, I don't feel like that was the lesson from the Ben McAdoo era was that <laughs> we pulled the plug too early. <laughs> right. Ben McAdoo is another one of John Maris cats, evidently. Right, right. So, 
I don't know. They're depressing. Ah, oh, they're the worst. At least we got a nice dose of Eli last night. What did you think of the Manning cast? We did. You know, I don't know. I, I like the Manning cast a lot. Like, um, I do feel like I've learned more during Manning cast than like any other sports broadcast I've ever watched. The only thing I don't, why do they feel like we need to see their faces the entire game? Like it kind of bugs me that I don't get the full screen. Totally agree. Why do we have to see them? Like see them at some point, like right. when it makes sense or when there's a guest and he, you want to do a few minutes, but for the most part, I'd like, I would like to still watch the game and like, I'm totally fine with just their kind of meandering commentary yeah. over it. I, I don't get why we need the screen to be so impeded. I absolutely. There's the same thing. ESPN, again, same thing. They do a really good broadcast of the college football national title game every year. Yeah. And like that too has like at least part of the screen taken up by showing a camera in the room with all the other college football coaches. They get to talk about the game all sitting at a conference table. And it's, why do I need to see them? Are they fighting? Then I want to see it. But if it's like, you know, they're just sitting there, get them off the screen. Right. And if you want to show them to like cut to Peyton when he's like going to diagram something like fine, but, or when it, when they're doing a funny bit, like then you need them to be on screen fine. But why can't for the majority of the game, we just see the game on my big TV in all its glory. <laughs> it, really, it really bothers me. I know. And then it makes it so I can't watch it for like as long as I would like. Otherwise I would have just left it on the whole time. Yeah. I also like, can we just bring football guests on? I know. I, yeah, totally. You know, John Stewart. Why is John no, Stewart? There? I know. I know. I know. Cause I know they're funny. And so you're thinking it's going to be funny, but like, like, I don't know. I, that that always is like a tough pairing when you get a, someone who's sports funny with somebody who's genuinely funny, and it, it, you know it kind of creates a doesn't do either person either favors. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I would it, just so much rather have spent that time listening to Peyton and Eli being kind of like laser focused on the game, right, right, than having to like do a weird dance with John Stewart where both parties are trying to impress the other in a different way, and it's like weird. Yeah, no, right. Like he's trying to like sort of know football and he doesn't. And they're trying to be as funny as him and they're not. Right. And then it actually makes serves to make him less funny. <laughs> yeah. And, and then everybody's less funny and it never really works. I, I agree. Yeah. So I do like it though. I got to say like overall, but, um, and it's oh, way better than I thought it would be. It's amazing. And the less they produce it, the better. Just yeah. let them rip, you know? Yeah. I, I actually this so this I think should transition us uh, nicely into the Knicks because I sort of have been I was thinking of something this weekend like a little theory I have here the the Peyton and Eli uh, relationship or not even their relationship but like our as like fans or just regular regulars you know and to their whatever their elite world of famous people I think Peyton is kind of runs parallel to RJ Barrett and Obi kind of runs parallel to Eli where, you know, they're connected obviously in some way. And I feel like Peyton Manning and RJ Barrett, they both like, they have a level of determination to them that you respect, but it also makes you uncomfortable (laughs) because it's almost just like, 
it's not that they're needy. It's that like they're demanding. It's like, no, it's never enough. Do you think I'm working hard? Yes, Peyton, you are working so hard. I could never work that hard. I totally get it. No, I'm not working hard. I'm, I need to work harder. You'll see. You'll see. It's like, no, I see. Like, I think RJ is of that mold, you know, and Eli, you know, not as talented as Peyton was. Obi, not as talented as RJ is. But they just got something about them that makes you feel good. <laughs> That's certain magic. Yeah. They're talented enough. They make you feel good. Obi does make me feel good. I do like watching him play. Um, he's, but he's, I don't know, because he's such a, like, athletic freak. Um, yeah. He, he, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I don't, I don't see that one. <laughs> That's fine. I didn't work on it very hard. My, my, <laughs> my point is more just like the not. I'm not comparing them as athletes. More just right. their like demeanor. You know what I mean? Their personas. Like, yeah. Like I respect the hell out of RJ. You know, but like he also kind of worries me sometimes. Like he wants it too much in certain right, spots. Right. It's like it's too important to him, and I feel like that's a weakness. Whereas I feel like. Eli and Obi have, have in their professional athletic careers looked so inept in certain moments, like wildly so, that it's almost like they're as vulnerable as they could be. And then they pull out these just also miracle type of right. plays, you know? So Obi's kind of the more relatable. Right. Yeah. Right. More human. He is human. Yeah. Except that he's also like, six nine and right yeah. <laughs> right but even though he even though he's six nine i have seen him on television getting screamed at by a basketball coach in a similar way that i was once screamed at by a basketball that's coach tr- that's true yeah he has been turned into a child right. at times yeah by <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> rj barrett speaking of i mean becoming a man amongst our very eyes. Yeah. Like seemingly maybe turning some kind of important corner in his maturation process. I mean, let's hope so. Right. Like this is it. This is what we've been waiting for. It seems like it, you know, yeah. like, um, yeah. Am I allowed to be currently medium on Randall? i guess i feel like you there's just this lingering distrust of julius randall that cannot i don't know what'll resolve it um you know he's been a look he's been a little uneven so far to start the year right like he's not shooting quite as well he seems to be struggling with some kind of figuring out when to dominate and take over and when to not. Um, And I think he's aware of trying not to like cog the ball and make it all about his post-ups, but he's not really finding that right balance between taking over. And then he seems almost too passive. I think what two nights ago he had, he only took 10 shots or nine shots. Yeah. Um, But they won the game last night. He dominated the first quarter. He was awesome. And then, seemingly disappeared um it's not play- no the only thing that annoys me about randall right now is not he doesn't seem d- as locked in defensively 
Um, and I know he's carrying so much load offensively, but that's like not right. I don't know. Like he's been like, I just, you can't like (laughs) this thing where like this thing that we are loving, like he is the thing, man. Like his transformation into a star player is why we are where we are. Like why this has gotten so fun so fast. Like you can't separate it from his turnaround. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm not saying like I you're because you're a hundred percent right. I have a lingering mistrust of him, and I too don't quite know what is there. What is going to resolve it? Maybe you know he and I can see a therapist together. That would be helpful, I think. But um, I, I look. I'm just saying. I sort of feel medium about the guy. Like he. he I get it. You're right. The whole turnaround happens because of him. And I think, you know, we attract the talent we attracted because of him. I think we resign the guys we resign because of him. Everything you said is true. He is the team. He is the turnaround as far as a player. But, like, am I still allowed to just be frustrated with him at times? Like, that's where I'm just in the, in the, in the middle, kind of, where it's not, like, blind worship I also, I'm not, I don't think I'm unfair to the guy. It's just there are periods of the season where he annoys me and I I just want to feel that way. Yeah. Like, the turnovers can be kind of annoying. Like, he just barrels into things sometimes where, like, he gets a little over his skis with the ball handling, I think, at times. Um... I don't know, though. There's been some times early this year, though, where you are like, boy, though, man, he's become almost like I sometimes I think he's underrated, you know, like people not giving him. There's still this like questioning of him that feels unfair. Like, look, they're five and two. They're going to be a good team again. Like. Maybe he belongs in this category of guys that he's never really put in, you know, like he doesn't he's not even treated like he's a Jason Tatum or someone like that. Um even though you look at what he's actually doing and how this team is performing and like, you know, he's, he's freaking second team all NBA last year. Like that's a huge deal. Um, but I, there's something frustrating about his game sometimes for sure. Yeah. And look, I give you all of that. I'm happy that we re-signed him to the contract that we did. And I'm not trying to be passive aggressive by saying that because it's sort of like a bargain contract or whatever. I'm just saying, like, I'm glad we got that done. I also think there's a reason we got that done. Uh, because I'm not killing the guy. I'm just saying, it's just... Because, right, he he's our best player. And I get that. And so when we're... I guess what I want, I reserve the right. Where if he's our best player and we are not at a, at our best as a team, that I can, like, I sort of just feel like he's become immune to criticism because it's like, well, okay, yeah, he did that wrong, but we're not here without him. So, and it's like, okay, yes, but, we, you know, then he's got to be awesome, like, all the time. And, you know, I, I just... I don't want to get to a place where it's just like, well, you can't say anything bad about Randall because he is the only one, like, this is all because of him, you know? Well, okay, then every time, let's try to be chip shape. (laughs) I think you can criticize him. It's just like, I think 
worrying that he's like not this or that I, I feel past that like i feel very set on randall as like i'm comfortable with him as like our guy that we're going forward with and i'm just not looking to like oh we gotta you know like maybe it's time to package him in this deal or oh we got to bring in this guy like i'm fine bringing in guys alongside him but i'm totally comfortable with saying like julius randall is our star player that our franchise is built on and I am rooting for him and going forward like that. Yes. I co-sign all of that. I agree. And I especially don't want to hear about the trades and what can we get for this? And that. I don't want to get it. That's I'm a hundred percent on board with absolutely everything you said. And with that said, when we lose and he doesn't play well, I want to be able to say, Hey, play better. <laughs> Yeah, and he needs to. He he needs to, one. He needs to shoot better. He needs to be more efficient. He's shot, you know, as his volume's gone up, his little efficiency drop, um, and he's still, you know, he's still shooting well from three. Like he's still rebounding. He's still doing everything you want, um, and he seems cognizant of the fact that he doesn't want to dominate the ball quite like he did last year. He's still, you know, the assists are still there, um, so it's hard to criticize him too much. The Knicks are weird, like. Because they've been so great and so fun, and they just have these two stinker losses um, that are just making you. And, and they've had a lot of weird, like the, one, like it's a good thing they've had double digit leads in, like I think, literally every game, and they've blown double digit leads in literally every game. So that's where you're like, okay, what's there's this angsty feeling, and I, but I don't you think like Nick fans are are like trying to cut the line of like are we contenders or what, you know? And it's like, I don't know. Like, let's see. Let's, we're not, we don't know yet. We don't know how good this team is. We don't know how bad it is. Like we got to wait and see. Yeah, of course. I mean, I want to take nothing away. Anyone who is on social media hating on Knicks fans after the opening night win against Boston and how crazy everybody is going, just go away. You don't even get it. So I don't need to entertain you. But with that said, that original burst of energy, people have to get their arms around it over 82 games. You know, what was right. that? It was They're that? not all like that. Yeah, we can't react like that after every win. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was super fun and that was great and I loved it and it is. Like, we have every right to be like, we're back and we're in this and we are legit. Like, um, you know, we got five wins. Three of them were quality ones, you know? So, yeah. No, but, you're right. right. I, I'm sorry I went so negative just to open up and I went right at rant. It's the Giants have me in such a bad mood that I just can't help myself. Like, you know, also, too, because I didn't watch the game yet from last night because uh, I taped it to watch the Giants game and it, they both ended up losing. And I thought I would at least have the cushion of the one game against the other emotionally. And I didn't have that. And so I was just angry today. And so I'm directing it at Julius Randle. And that's, I mean... You know that's okay because that's what I he's know here what for. you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I definitely hear what you would like. It's a weird like because Julius, everybody else that we love on the Knicks is like drafted players. He's the only guy who came in late and who was like terrible his first yeah. year and like really unpleasant to have. And yeah, so, 
there's this lingering like okay julius but like what are you exactly you know like what is the, what am i really signing up for and uh, i don't even need the answer to that question I, I that's the thing i don't even need to know the answer to that question i am here to go on the journey of discovery to find the answer to that question but on the journey i could be like we need to stop for water right, i gotta right. go to the bathroom you know <laughs> Right, or there's a flat tire. We got to fix it. Yeah, I don't have to just be on Julius's terms the whole time. Right. Yeah, or and maybe it's fair to say he hasn't he hasn't answered every question yet. Like, I think that's fair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. When do we get Nerlens Noel back? I don't know. Something else. He's missing another game because of personal reasons or something, or he mispracticed for personal reasons. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We probably need. I mean, the defense. The defense hasn't been quite as good as it was last year. I don't know if that's Reggie Bullock. Probably not. You know, it could be. Well, I guess they have all these advanced stats now. Like, I wonder. If no, Elfried Payton. The pay. No, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's another Randall question, right? Because last year, a lot of the the Randall super defenders would say that he was playing poorly because Peyton was out there and he can't facilitate a real offense. And that was the cause of, of Randall's bad game. Now that we don't have Peyton anymore, who do we blame when Randall has a bad game? Right. Just King Julius. <laughs> okay. Can we blame Kevin Knox? Right. Kevin Knox. <laughs> Kevin Knox. You know, who's been the guy I am starting to get a little worried about is my young son, Emmanuel quickly. He's been really bad. Yeah. What happened there? I don't know. Like, what do you think? I mean, you know, and you've got uh, Quentin Grimes sitting there who plays defense, shoots threes. Yeah. Can handle the ball. Like, um, you know, if IQ isn't going to, you know, between he and Burks, like we need one of the, and Burks has been okay. And I like both those players a lot. Yeah. Um, but you, it is like we do have options there. If those guys aren't going to produce, you know, we've got a Mr. Quickly. I don't know. It's like I almost feel like he worked on every part of his game, and then now he can't shoot. <laughs> right. That's what we needed you to do. Yeah, was just shoot. I don't know. I mean, i got to figure he'll figure it out. Maybe it's just a little bit of, you know, heightened expectations, trying too hard. Um. And he'll be fine. But the Knicks have been fun. I'm enjoying the Knicks still. Oh, I love the Knicks. Love the Knicks. I, I wonder, I wonder though, maybe this is why, you know, quickly wasn't starting last year. Right. Right. No, right. And it would have been probably bad if he did. <laughs> right. No, right. For sure. I know. I, can you believe there's still people like killing Tibbs? For, like, what are you questioning? Like, what's he doing wrong this what? year? Like, they're, right. they're playing with fast pace. They're firing up threes. And every once in a while, you'll see some, like, Oh, and it's now it's like Obi's not playing quite as much. Like, he probably has a good feel for how much, like, what Obi needs to do, or like, I'm sure he has a good reason for, and it's probably defense and, you know, finding the right moment to go to that Randall Obi pairing. But yeah, like, it is like, no way am I going to be quibbling with Tibbs right now. I also like, yeah, I love Obi literally as much as anybody. Uh, yeah. But, like, 
I don't need him to be injected into my veins quite yet. Right, right, right. I trust that when it's time, he will be injected. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not worried about the Knicks. I'm probably taking way too much Giants aggression out on them right now. Yeah, they're all we've got. Yeah, they're all we've got. Although, Ohio State defeated Penn State on Saturday night. But unfortunately, they did so dressed in some ridiculous costume, probably in honor of Halloween. <laughs> Just totally red. Did you see it? Did you see them or did you see any of the highlights from it? I didn't. I haven't seen it at all. They were all red. All, <laughs> all red. At home, all red. Why? Just why? Like red pants? Yes, red pants. Never seen Ohio <laughs> State in red pants before. And I don't want to hear either, like, well, it's a it's a nod to the the team from 1936 that, right. you know, wore red pants because the clay, I, you know, just no. I, we have amazing uniforms. It is a feature. I accept the black unis. Fine. I'll allow it. But the all red, come on, Ohio State. We don't need to do that. We just don't need to. Yeah. I'm looking at them. I don't hate them. Um, I agree that Ohio State has a great uniform that they should not mess with very often. Um, right. I'm not saying they're gross. It's just like, stop. Just It doesn't need to be anything else. Yeah, yeah. Especially in big games. I, I hate when you right. show up. And I get why they do it on big games. But I do hate when you go to a big game and your team is dressed um, incorrectly. <laughs> right. That's not the time. Right. <laughs> now, but it's also, too, it depends on the team. Like, who do you think the best alternate uniform teams are in all of sports, even? I would, like, college football, I think you see it a lot, but. I don't know. You know what I'm in a good, t- I feel like Oregon, they could have worn the red. Like, yes. Mess with them a little bit. That would have right. been like appropriate. It's yeah. kind of an oddball matchup. It's not tra- non-traditional, but it's still a marquee game. Throw your red pants on and go out right. there and have some fun. Penn yeah. State. Penn State, we got to take serious. Let's. I know. Let's dress. You know, it's like <laughs> you're going to a wedding. You know, just wear your. If it's somebody, maybe that maybe it's a acquaintance or a friend of a friend. Maybe you wear a silly suit. Yeah. And have some fun. But if it's like your brother and you're the best man, look the part, you know? Right. I was wondering if that was more like a, you know, because Penn State is so, we do not do anything different or right. exciting or fun at all. Like maybe that was us poking at them. A little bit. Of, a little uh, bit. Some kind of mental subterfuge throughout well, right. their cages. <laughs> It's similar to what you're suggesting with Oregon, right? Because Oregon is known for their funky unis. So we're like, right. we could get funky too. You know, like right. similar. We could wear some funny pants. So yeah. Take a load of these. Type yeah. of gamesmanship. But then there there are teams like, or- like Oregon's too much. They go way too far with it. But like, I think Florida and Florida State are both very good at using the alternate unis. Right. Like Florida has good ones. Yeah. Like they all look kind of classic. Like all the combinations are things they could wear every week. Right. You know, and I think they deploy them well, like really cool uniforms for really big games. You know, I think they pull it off. Well, I think the giants alternate road uniform should be their road uniform. 
I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should make that switch. That's infuriating that they don't. I know. Also, Even the... if they want to like not use the Giants, the, if they want to use the NY helmet, fine. But the, the uniform is so much better. Yeah, that uniform, should they should have never gone away from. Like the Patriots, too. What are they wearing when they have the alternative that they had? Yeah. You know what team ruined their uniform more than anybody is the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. They had a decent uniform. Like, looked classic and, like, they looked like a legit friend. And now they look like the the Jaguars or something. They look like an expand, like an XFL team. Like, yeah. And they've been lost in the woods with that for a while. I mean, just, they look awful. (laughs) I always love when I talk about sports uniforms because I like my wife always teases me because I just am not a fashion plate at all. But (laughs) I can talk for (laughs) hours about like, how how NFL teams should be dressed, but like dressing myself is an impossible task. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you dress yourself as you want your NFL teams to dress. Yeah, you know that's true. Just classic, <laughs> right? <laughs> Remember when the Giants used to wear red? Yeah, hated those red. That's awful. Yeah, they were terrible. Because the best part about when we play the Cowboys in Dallas is that they hand us the advantage of being allowed to wear blue. Right. Showing up in red. Right. It's like we got lost. I went to a wedding this weekend and I wore my wedding suit, which is kind of crazy to me. Like, I need a new suit. Like I, I got married eleven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you wore the suit you got married in? Married in? Wow, my, my suit. Like, and I do have a couple other suits, but like, not really. You know, like none that are like really fit grade or like, you know. So I was wearing <laughs> like my best suit by far that I own is the suit I got married in. And I generally, you know, I also haven't been going to a lot of weddings recently or worn suits at all. But yeah, like, and, and I wore, and so, and the tie, I had the tie on. Like, I wore my wedding outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Which just feels weird. I guess that's not like a wedding dress where you literally only wear once. But it, it feels weird how often I just, I'm like, well, dress like I'm getting married. <laughs> how, like, how does it fit? It fit. It's actually, I would argue, it's too big. It's a little loosey goosey because you know, one, the fashions have changed. But I, right, I need to, I think, get a more fitted suit. Yeah. I mean, or do you like? What's the over under on number of times you're going to wear a suit in the next before you're fifty? Between now and your fiftieth birthday, over under on suit occasions for you. It's a good question. Probably not that many. I mean, maybe four or five. Right. So like ever on average every other year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There should just be suit rental places. Are made I'm sure there are. There definitely are. Yeah. But I'd like to have one suit that's fitted nice that I it's I'm overdue for a new suit. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking I am too, but like I don't want to buy a suit. I you know, I guess I'll buy one the next time I have to wear one. You know, you'll appreciate this, Scott. Because I went to this wedding and it was an awesome wedding, super cool. And but so my wife's cousin's getting married, and 
her, my wife's uncle, who's the father of the bride, he was once the drummer for the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yes. He's had an awesome music career. So he's an amazing musician. And they kicked off the like dancing portion with him on the drums with a band and Billy Corgan, the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, was in attendance and he sang Tonight Tonight, which is one of the Smash best Smashing Pumpkins song to like kick everything off yeah. off. And it was amazing. I mean, totally cool. Yeah. But I am like a little like you, where like live music doesn't move me the way that I wish it did, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> and the way it does for other people. And it was so awesome. And I was like really grateful to live the moment. And it was so cool. And it was like one of the cooler weddings I've been to. Like it was a great wedding. I was so happy for the bride and the groom that they get to tell this story about their wedding. And like it was magic, you know? And it's like kind of a miracle. It's like a live smashing pumpkins concert essentially with the actual dude singing impromptu at a wedding you just get up you know an amazing moment yeah but i admit for me this doesn't it still doesn't do for me what it should you know like i don't feel it the way that i know a lot of other people did and the way i wish i did you know what i mean i i of course i know what you mean (laughs) and honestly i'm a little shocked about this this to me feels like the hershey bar admission i i had no idea that that you felt that way about live music it doesn't i don't it doesn't like it when i can be in a cool music setting and i get why everybody's feeling like i get it but it i don't it's a little like um you know how sometimes you might maybe use like a like certain bottles of wine that like like i don't have as sophisticated a wine palette as i wish i did and sometimes even like a great bottle of wine i can i'm like this is nicer than normal but i i know i'm not like really appreciating it the way a connoisseur would and i felt it in that moment of like right this is super cool but i wish i was the type of person for who was like gave me goosebumps up my body and you know it was like i'll never forget this moment like right you understood the moment you were in but it wasn't the right moment for you it didn't i didn't feel the feels that i saw i could tell all the other people right you're jealous (laughs) i am jealous i wish i did right right Right. i totally it's just shocking to me that they're like i've definitely been to live music shows and venues with you many times over the years and i've never knew that that you too were like you were just like oh i'm just doing this because everybody right. loves oh, it yeah. here yeah, I don't, right uh, <laughs> i don't want to be the weirdo that's just like this is just loud here i don't right right uh, no i'm not a big concert guy like I've yeah lunch but i'm not that's i'm not that into it i mean i love dancing too which is weird like i love listening to a dj and like going yeah and, i love dancing i'll get out that floor but yeah yeah i wish i felt it just want to well, feel it. Yeah. I just, that's right. I just want to feel it too. I want to feel it too. I don't want to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing, Brian. <laughs> I feel like we got closer today. Right. We told our secrets. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.